Hey kids, this is CJ Ramon of the world famous Ramones and you're listening to The Dummy Room. This is the big time, girlie. This is rock and roll. Hey everybody, you're in the dummy room. I'm Jody Havnot, joined as always by Mr. Nate Demo. What's up, dude? Oh man, just happy to be here today, man, on this momentous occasion. Yeah. <laughs> so it's our 100th episode, so uh, congratulations, I guess, to you. You too, man. Thank you. 100 yeah. episodes, can you believe that shit? Yeah, it feels legit now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it is like a milestone for any podcast is when you, once you make hundred episodes, I think like that's the number when you could go into syndication or whatever. If you, syndication, if someone actually wanted to pay you to put you on some network or whatever. So you're the real deal when you get to uh episode 100. Some kind of legitimacy as far as, I don't know, a lot of podcasts start and they don't make it like it doesn't stick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I think our legitimacy starts tonight because we got Josie Cotton. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, how cool is this? It's pretty unbelievable. You know, we joked about it since day one, you know, Josie and PJ. You yeah. Know, Riff Randall were our two, like, big gets as far as female actresses slash, you know, new wave yeah, queens. Cool, <laughs> cool uh, cult classic chicks, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, Josie wins, so congratulations, Josie. <laughs> yeah. Josie's just a little bit cooler <laughs> than PJ. I mean, not only were they both in great movies, but Josie also writes songs and was much hotter, dude. Yes. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm really excited. This is like uh, 25, 26 years in the making that I get to talk to Josie Cotton. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was thinking about it earlier today, like... I watched a bunch of videos, getting myself hyped up and shit. And it's yeah, like, dude, I did too. I watched. I even some, watched yeah. Valley Girl, and uh, you know, I, I've been watching Valley Girl since I was like maybe ten years old. Yeah, I've seen that movie at least a hundred fucking times. Oh yeah, easy, dude. I mean, it's an all-time classic to you know our age group. And if you had like a time machine and you went back and told like the ten-year-old me that like that you know <laughs> years from now you're gonna have some thing called a podcast, you're gonna be able to interview you know Josie Cotton or you know anybody else even but especially Josie Cotton you know what I mean yeah. like that movie was fucking huge with me dude and the music was too and I think that it kind of informed my taste because I feel like it kind of primed me for the Ramones and all the punk rock shit that I would listen to just a few years later which is weird because it's yeah. like backwards I mean we were of the age that we missed the original first wave of punk so I mean, I saw this movie and heard these songs a couple years before I discovered the Ramones. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just a bit ass backwards, but it's okay. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, man, this is pretty exciting, dude. Definitely exciting. Um, it's 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 been in the works for a, for a few weeks. Right. Um, we've kind of been chatting about having her on and stuff. So. Yeah, but the timing's perfect. And it's episode 100. It's like it couldn't. I mean, we. It's like we plan these out. You know. But um, first up, um, on a on a, uh, it's a serious note, but it's still pretty cool. Um, Franz hit me up today. 
our good friend Franz. Ah, uh, yes. And um, Franz, of course, is in Bergamo, and it's getting fucking just crushed with the virus, right? Everybody yeah. knows this. So, um, so some people might know, but uh, Punk Rock Reduno is is well, he's putting out a, a comp, a live comp from last year's uh, fest, and it's got a, it's got a bunch of bands on there, and um, Franz sent us um, sent us a copy of it, so we have them all. Yeah. And, uh, dude, so that you, you basically donate, you get the comp, you donate some money and the money goes to, uh, the hospital there cause, uh, they're just, they're ass kicked. So, um, definitely a good cause. Well, and absolutely. I figured out, yeah, Franz said, well, first up tonight we get to, we get to play a song. That's cool. And, uh, I don't know. What do you, you want to hear something from it? Should we yeah. do that or should we talk about it more? Let's hear something. All right, so so I'll, I'll I'll name the bands that are on it. Uh, some of the bands: Avengers, Pansy Division, uh, Creeps, Copyrights, Yum Yum, Senza Benza, uh, Dan Vapid, of course. Um, man, I really love this. Uh, what Yum Yums uh, are on there? Oh my God! Uh, what uh, Be My Baby and and Back to Rosie? Be My Baby, such a fucking great song. Let's roll it. This next song. It's for all the girls. Again.
also last song. Thank you, good night. Fuck off. I lied. There yeah. you go. Fuck Dude, yeah. I, they, they sound so good. Like, so Franz's brother, um, he he recorded these, right? He's yeah. the sound guy the at Reduno, so, right. which is super cool. And these sound fucking great. Like, he mixed them in his studio, and uh, he did a great job. I got to say one more thing, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. Um, in the middle of all this uh, this mess, Franz's brother has a uh, has a baby. Yeah. Actually, so yeah. I'm talking about that on a video today. Yeah, so um, it, it's crazy. The baby sounds like it's everything's good. Yeah, you know, still like in the hospital, but is now back home. So yep. that means everything's well. And and I think I pronounced the name right. It, the name is Vittoria, and that that's actually uh, means victory in Italian. So definitely cool there. Super cool. Um, but I I told Franz this, but I'll, I will say it here. Um, congratulations, dude, on the on your newborn. Uh, baby daughter so absolutely congrats uh, but yeah definitely uh, donate some money and pick up this uh cool comps the, everything sounds great on here dude it's awesome yeah um so there's that so the other thing in the uh in the dummy room group last week or the week before whatever it was we started doing these like fun trivia games yeah that was fun you know and um yeah so that kind of started do you want me to tell the story yeah, man. Tell a story. Okay. So the story kind of started that, that one weekend we had the band camp. Band camp had the uh, the no, they weren't taking fees or whatever. And a lot of people were trying to take advantage of that. So I did too. So I I took some, you know, I basically had a cause. The cause was you. And um, <laughs> and we did that. And then that sparked a anonymous listener to do. Uh, do the same thing. Do you know who the anonymous listener is? Dude, I never even thought to ask. Should I Should I spoil it? Hmm. Eh, the person that did it probably deserves their props. So yeah, go ahead. It's, it's Heather Wheaton. Oh, okay. So Heather contacted me, basically said she she wants to help help out the cause, I guess, you know, and but she didn't know who to, how to do this and wanted to make it fun. So the idea of trivia came up. So yes, basically she sent me some money and I bought downloads off Bandcamp from bands that uh, need the help, I guess. And mostly Italian bands because right. Italy, Italy's is it's a mess. And uh, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, put a link up for each band and then um, hopefully uh, people would uh, follow, follow suit and, you know, not even if they didn't win, they'd still check it out. Maybe buy something. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So we did that, and then uh. That's crazy though that it was Heather though because she was like totally dominating the trivia. <laughs> like you could tell the people that really listen to the show and the people that are just here because they like the the bubble of music that we kind of yeah you know yeah she's a listener so she rules yeah but it was awesome so she kind of started the whole thing and then um. Which was awesome. John from Mom's Basement jumped in at that point and wanted to uh, donate. So then we did an auction for some Mom's Basement records. John opened the fucking vault. So anything, even the outer print stuff, it was on the table. So, and then uh, we got a, um, you know, the auction went really well. We raised a, I think a lot of money, you know, <laughs> for for the cause, and that money went right back into buying more downloads and supporting more bands. And uh, and I think it's still going. I'm not involved right now, 
you know? Yeah, but, but um, what a cool thing to do, you know? And I didn't even know that, that Heather was the anonymous listener. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I, I think she wanted to remain anonymous. Yeah. I, I don't know. Cats I, out of the it, I actually thought it was this <laughs> other person. Like, oh. it's not. But yeah, both Heather okay. and John, you know, that's the kind of people I wish the world was yep, filled with. Definitely. Uh, Jordan was the one that donated the money. Jordan Elijah from he's from Canada. Cool. The London area, cool guy. He he bought the mom's basement stuff, and now we've had. Um, I've been contacted by a few bands and stuff that want to kind of want to pitch in. They want to, you know, hey, let's let's I'll, let's sell an album and then I'll get the money and we'll we'll keep it going. So I thought um, I'm gonna start it and we'll start doing that a little bit maybe this weekend. And then um, we'll take the money and we'll give away some Reduno. You know, we'll donate to the uh, Reduno thing. Cool. And give give away some of this music and uh, hopefully, you know, scratch the surface of of what they need. You know. Yeah. Well, every little bit helps, and plus, you know, just exactly, the, man. The positive thought of even doing something like that helps. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It's a win-win. So. Um, anyways, thanks big time to Heather and John and Jordan and the bands that have been um, uh, expressing interest in getting involved. Yeah, super. And cool. um, yeah, man, it's 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 kind of crazy, you know. Yeah, it's like this uh, this group has become its own like little uh, family. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess. Cool. Yeah, definitely. So um. Yeah, and the questions were fun, you know. They're hard to think of, you know, hard to think of some tough ones. Some of them are stupid, but... <laughs> yeah. So that's that. And, I remember uh, you texted me uh, asking for questions. I'm like, well, let me think, dude. Cause yeah, but, well, when I was tough. doing this, like, there wasn't plan. This wasn't planned. Like, you know, five minutes before the first question went out was basically... I, I didn't have any of the questions done, you know? Yeah. So, and then actually that, that first night that I was doing it, like I had miles was completely having a breakdown, you know? Yeah. And trying to get him to sleep and do this at the same time was fucking bad. And, uh, (laughs) he kept telling me to tell him a story that I didn't know. Yeah. And he just kept telling me to, I don't care. Tell me the story. And I'm like, dude, I don't know the story, you know? I'll tell you a different story. And he's like, I want that story. And I'm like, oh. And it just went on. So, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of unorganized chaos. That's why I was looking for a little help from you. <laughs> but um, yeah, it went okay. People had fun. and uh, Yeah, that's a, it, it was it, like a happy little fun thing to do while everybody's just like bored out of their fucking minds in yeah, quarantine, and, you know? I, I, yeah, one side, the other side was I maybe it's a little bit of a distraction for some people that are, you know, quarantined, stuck inside, and, and they can – you know try to remember some of these stupid things we've talked about on the show yeah and uh you know what the coolest thing was um so i was buying uh buying shit off Bandcamp from uh italian bands mostly not all but uh mostly italian bands and um i got some uh i got some nice uh messages back about it you know that's cool and some some people didn't i didn't actually tell them ex- all of them what i was doing so i just kind of like Told them to take care or whatever, you know, wished them well. And uh, so, but I, they actually found out other ways, you know, maybe they're in the group already. I'm not sure, but yeah. But dude, I did hear about one cool band, um, the Slurmies. Yeah. Did you check them out? I've checked them out before. I dig it. You know, I have a thing for those Italian bands, dude. 
pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. So, so I got to give a, a huge thanks to one more person, uh, Jimmy Costanzo from uh, Cap Gun Heroes, great yeah. fucking band. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah, he kind of um, he kind of donated to the original cause quite a bit of money. So uh, yeah, big time thanks to him, and um, I can't wait for their like. I don't know. I can't wait for more tunes from them. I think they're going to do an album. Can't wait, man. That's awesome. I got a couple thanks to give to you, man. Bernard Schaefer, I know you're listening. Thank you, dude. You know why. And, uh, (laughs) dude, 100 episodes. That's crazy. Yeah. I think we should take this time to just thank everyone who's listened to us, and especially the people who listen and also participate in our group. And there's, like, a core amount of those people, and they factor into... uh, an upcoming game. I'm not sure when that's coming out, but it's coming out. We've recorded it, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> and a lot of those people, thank you, extra special, because you're the ones that really keep that group running, you know, because Nate and I don't, you know what I mean? It's all the other cool people that are in there every day, you know, and you know who you are. But yeah, anyone who's ever listened, we made it to 100 episodes, so thanks so much if you ever were a listener, and if you're hearing us right now, obviously you are. So thank you. You know. Yes. Listen, I want to tell you all, I want to tell you, you've been a dynamite audience and you deserve to give yourselves a round of applause. Let's go. All right. I can't believe we made it to 100. It's pretty crazy, dude. But yeah, man, here's to the next 100, you know? Yeah, hopefully we can do it. I think we got it in us. <laughs> I'm not looking for to stop anytime soon. I, I love doing this with you, you know? Yeah, I got a book of ideas that I want to talk to you about, so, yeah, so let's do it. We're in good shape for now. So yeah, man, Josie Cotton, I, let's just do it. I can't can't really wait any longer to talk to her. <laughs> she's, um, you know, she's like just this goddess of of cult classic you know uh 80s culture i guess yeah she is let's do it man josie cotton d-u-m-m-y-r-o-o-m coming up next we got a guest we got a guest coming up next coming up next we got a guest we got a guest coming up next be our guest might be kind of interesting all right, we're here with uh, New Wave Icon or New Wave Queen, whatever whatever you want to title her as, it's okay. Uh, it's Josie Cotton. How you doing, Josie? Well, hey, I'm uh, I'm pretty good considering the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy times, right? Yeah. It's like being in a science fiction movie right now. It really is. <laughs> so are you on lockdown as well? Yeah, totally. My, uh, my animals are very happy. They're thrilled. <laughs> They get to see you more, huh? Yeah. Okay, so last week, last week, Ben Weasel sends us the uh, the new Screeching Weasel album, and upon first listen, I, I hear your voice, I immediately, I texted you, and I told you that I am, you know, you are singing on the new Screeching Weasel album, of course you know. Um, we talked to Ben, he said it kind of came about through uh, through Instagram. How, how does that happen? Isn't that funny? Um, it's so random, I... Uh, was commenting on someone had, ta- you know, tagged me in a, a 
this thing they were posting about convertible music and uh, was a vinyl collector guy and um and he said something and i i wasn't correcting him exactly but i gave him more information about johnny are you queer and than he had and um i mentioned i really loved the version the screeching weasels had done um weasel and um and uh, i mentioned a couple other bands who had uh, covered it and um, that was it. I didn't hear anything um, after that. And I had started following uh, Screeching Weasel. And uh, like like a couple of days after I did that, I uh, Ben got back to me. And like he sent me a message. And all he said was, Josie Cotton with ca- with an exclamation point, and that was all. That was all I heard. <laughs> and I went, "Oh, that's cool." Well, what? Okay, he's a man of few words. That's fine. <laughs> and, no, he's uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I didn't hear from him, and you know, we were. I think he started following me, and we were, you know, just doing the little liking uh, dance that happens, and um, and so then one one day he's messaged me, he said, you're a really, uh, really good songwriter. I've been listening to your other material and uh, your later records and uh, said, thanks. That really means a lot. And then and there was silence for like a couple months. It was just such a, you know, wordless relationship. But, uh, and then he, he said, do you want to sing on a song with me? And I went, you know, hell yeah. And, and then he just sent me tracks and it was all we're done without words. <laughs> I was talking more with the producer and stuff, and um, and I didn't even know if he actually liked what I had done. Uh, for a while, I, I it was just sent it out, and it was you know silence. <laughs> I was like, oh no, because it was in the wrong key. It, you know, first I thought it was okay, and then I realized, oh my god, this is this is not a good key for me. So. <clears throat> I did my best to exactly uh, copy him. I mean, follow him, uh, you know, not like weirdly copy, but, you know, follow him. Um, and <laughs> and uh, I did it so well. At times, I really couldn't tell our voices apart. It was so strange because I, sometimes I'd be above him, the harmony, and sometimes I'd be below him. And I might, and Paul Rossner, you know, he was, he was helping me with this, and I said, "Is that him or me?" He goes, "I don't know anymore." <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> wow. And so I guess I'm like a weird genetic copier or something. But uh, you know, and then I didn't hear anything for a while. I was like, "Oh, oh man, that really sucks." You know, I guess I guess I didn't like come up with the goods. I didn't know. <laughs> and then he just started saying really nice things about it, and very charming, and you know, lovely comments he made. So that made me feel great. Yeah, I think it's one of the greatest songs on the new record. Yeah. Turn it around. Yeah, it's happening.
fun singer. I mean, it was the energy, and I never sung quite in that, you know, uh, intensity of, of singing. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was cool. I liked doing that. It's how I learned to sing. And uh, if I wanted to, like, do, like, imitations of other singers, luckily I found a, something kind of unique to myself, I think. Definitely. But um, mm-hmm. I I could have done that on, in Vegas if I had, <laughs> had the desire to, and I did not. So it's just a little unknown fact about uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of music did you grow up listening to? I mean, obviously, like, well, you're into girl groups, it sounds like. Totally the girl groups. and um, But um, um, really, um, you know, people like, uh, you know, Jackie DeShannon and, uh, uh, you know, Lulu. Yeah, Lulu. She sang her ass off. You've been telling lies and lies. I cannot tell it in your eyes. You walked off last night. You've been telling lies that I had wrapped it up with you. I think you have a unique voice. Like Nate had said earlier, 
as soon as you hear it, it's totally identifiable. Like he knew right away, and oh, so yeah. did I, even though he had already texted me. Really? You know? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's funny. Especially for, in the time of like the 80s, you know what I mean? Like a lot of those singers of the time kind of are interchangeable. But I think you definitely stood out from the pack, you know? Oh, that was really nice. I, I mean, that's nice to hear because uh, when I first came to L.A., it was, it was a problem. It was just, uh, you, you know, you, you have to have a distinct, you know, yeah. you know, thing that you're contributing. And I, and I, I, I guess I, I did find it. So that's I think you did, fun. for sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate yeah. that. I always loved your so? early sound. Like I love the mix of like the '60s girl groups mixed with the kind of punky new wave sound. I mean, it's just it ticks all those boxes for people like us. You know what I mean? But I, but Wanda Jackson was a big influence. I mean, I I I, I was able to uh, you know, and Tommy Wynette. I mean, they're just excellent singers. I uh, even ABBA. I mean, they they had such great control, pure pop singing. Um, you know, I, um, I, I just would, you know, just try and reach what they had gone, you know, the levels that they were at and they were pretty, Abba seemed so simple. It just seemed so blah, blah, blah. They're just singing, but my God, these girls had control of their vocal cords. Yeah. (laughs) It's really true. What other dirt do you want to know? (laughs) Um, I think a lot of people know the story kind of about, uh, how Johnny, are you queer came about? Like that but if you want to give a brief summary and um there was a lot of controversy behind it right and i mean it seems so weird like you're the only person i've ever heard of to piss off the religious right and like at least a a faction of the gay community at the same time on the same issue which is (laughs) blows my mind how they could they came together for once against you Uh, yeah one tiny moment of weirdness yeah, and then also the, the Catholic Church and the whole city of Amsterdam, they were all, all together. Like, yeah, you got banned in the know, Netherlands, right? I did, yeah. <laughs> that's, wow. that's quite the grades, achievement. So. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it really, um, you know, the Payne Brothers were producing the band Fear and the, Go- and the Go-Go's at the same time. And uh, the uh, <laughs> they had, Fear had a, band, a song that was, you know, like, really scary beer song you know Johnny just screaming and it really was just a line in a song and they're really angry about whatever the song was and i don't think there's any recordings of it but um uh, the gogos always thought the cute boys were all gay at that time and it was kind of a, a, a true thing uh in la there was you know quite a lot of them were just uh, the really cute boys were gay and so they are, I mean, they're really like advertising genius, the Payne brothers, and, and uh, you know, kind of branding and marketing and, and just, you know, fantastic songwriters. So they took the idea from both of them and came up with a song. And, um, and so um, the Go-Go's were singing it for a while. It would be the, their final song on every show, and, and they was kind of their signature song in live performances, but they had a falling apart, and um, they they took the song and and uh, away from the Go Go's and told them they couldn't sing it anymore. It was a bad breakup, and um, <laughs> and I was I was just singing on the demo for the publishing company. Uh, really, there that I was not um, 
planning to you know sing on that song and it just turned out that that turned out to be the single the the, the demo wow yeah such a great one and uh yeah and so yeah and so and then you know a lot of controversy and you know just you know it's so funny because a lot of people it was i think that it, the song was so timely it was such a a moment in time where that it it, it just defanged a word in a whole way of looking uh i think it was um it was kind of a turning point and a lot of people don't even know there was controversy in the song the people who loved it it was just it just broke through a lot of barriers it was pretty cool that um you know i said oh i got in so much trouble and they go what that song was the most fun song and i go oh i took a bullet for that song man <laughs> 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 I have wounds, you know, <laughs> and uh, and so you know, it's, and sometimes I, you know, I've been doing these '80s shows. I, I kind of avoided doing them until very, until really this last year, and uh, and uh, you know, they want they want to do these songs, and uh, and it, it's like I was told someone is like performing before like hundreds of puppies, you know, like they're they're just so happy, <laughs> and I love puppies, so it's not a problem. For me, because they're just so happy to hear it, and and the, and, and you know, usually in my shows, I'll, I'll tell a little bit of what happened with the song and and uh, and all this stuff, and uh, but I don't do that with those people because they're just they they don't have a clue what 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 it really was about, you know. They just they love the song, and I'm just I just let them, you know, you know, live in that you know memory of that song that was so upbeat for them. And so that's <laughs> yeah. So the song and all the controversy that all predated the shooting of Valley Girl, right? It did. Um, yeah, the, it was on Bump Records, and um, and uh, actually, I think I always thought if I had stayed on Bump, uh, the record would have gone a lot much farther because they were not afraid of it, and they 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 were just kind of geniuses at marketing, and and um, Electra got scared and they killed it. They actually pulled. It's from the stores, and they canceled my video, and uh, they there's a lot of corporate backlash. They um, uh, from it, but um, yeah, and so you know, and then then I was you know, uh, and then Electra didn't really know what to do with me, and uh, I didn't fit in very well, and so um, I had you know I was just I was kind of like a pariah. I was I was like <laughs> anyway. Um, so when uh, Valley Girl came along and it had kind of done its uh, peaking in, in, you know, all over really world, the world and dance clubs. And, and um, I thought they were brave because I was, I was uh, controversial. I, there was a lot of danger around mm-hmm. me, uh, you know, to, 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 I just thought they were brave to, uh, to do that. The song has been so, you know, gotten a lot of people very upset so uh, they just and a lot of people hadn't heard that song before so i think it took it to the next level absolutely like kids my age that's how i discovered you when i was like probably 10 years old or whatever on like hbo oh, or showtime girl? yeah valley girl oh uh, yeah i love the band scene at the end so much that i just like pleaded with my mom to get me any Josie Cotton record as long as it had He Could Be the One on it. <laughs> you know? I was like in love with He Could Be the One. That was my, my favorite like when I was a little Aww. kid. <laughs> That's so cute. It was a great I song. That, I mean, know, it I still is. It a, <laughs> I always thought that was a girl's movie but um, 
I, nope. I, nah. After I've, I've done all these interviews, I, I think it was more of a guys movie, a coming of age movie for for guys. Kind you know, of was, yeah. Who wanted to be? I mean, it really was. It was kind of a a great message for guys. You know, you don't have to be, you know, a jock or a jerk. Yeah, like fuck those jocks. That's what I took away from it. Yeah. Like Randy was way cooler than them. For sure, like totally. I saw yeah. it when I was a I saw it when I was a little kid, and then uh. And then when I was in high school, I saw it again, and, and then it really made sense to me, the whole movie. And um, the music from the movie was so good, you know. I always thought it was weird, and, and maybe, I don't know if there was competition between you and the Plimsolls, but most movies kind of push one artist. This movie seemed to be uh, kind of pushing you and the Plimsolls. I don't know if there yeah, was any kind I... of uh, weirdness between you guys, but totally different styles of music, but it made for such a, such a great soundtrack. Yeah, you know, I um, I, I know there was no comp- there's no weird vibes between us, but you know, it's interesting. That all the music they chose, it was not on radio. I mean, it wasn't on no. AM radio, which is where you heard music. It was all alternative for the most part, and uh, I think it, it really changed music. That movie, I, I think it was kind of brilliant. The songs they chose and and. Uh, and whatnot. Um, I, I just thought it was it was a turning point for turning, you know, one kind of music into a, a you know more mainstream. Yeah. Which was good. It should it should, be, it should have been heard, and and I think it helped. Oh yeah, for sure it did. So Josie, maybe you can help Nate and I answer this question we were trying to figure out earlier before you came on. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, I was watching some old clips of you this afternoon just to kind of get excited for this tonight and. Uh, I was watching you on Merv Griffin, and uh, I wanted to ask you about one of your background singers, because to me, she looks exactly like this girl that's also in Rock and Roll High School, and uh, Nate and I couldn't figure it out. I was just wondering, uh, is she or no? <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know if she was in that, but uh, is that where I, is that the where I had on the pink dress or right on the weird purple jacket? I think you were wearing purple a purple jacket, jacket yeah. <laughs> okay. Your so hair is really crazy. big. My hair is so big, but that was, I mean, that was the, one of the worst ex- memories of my, uh, like, I remember the, there was a big fight. My, my producers were brothers, and they were always getting in, like, fights, like, serious, sometimes fist fights, and they were in a big fight backstage right before I went on oh, about wow. what I was going to wear. And one of them was saying, put on these boots. And, I, and then they go, no, take that jacket out. And when they were, like, like completely redressing me and I hated my outfit so much and they and I had one eyeliner done and I was like crying and it was like they were oh, no. screaming and they were like, You're on like I was and I was the first time I had been on T V and they're just like, Hey, you know, no way yeah. <laughs> so funny <laughs> looking back. <laughs> yeah, it's funny too, because on that clip you had mentioned a couple of your other names that you almost went with, like Uva Taboo and uh well, I can't remember the other ones. Trixie Hitler. Yeah, Trixie Hitler. Trixie Hitler. Maura Giselle, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, Josie yeah. Cotton has a nice ring to it. Maura Giselle, right? There's many more too. Yeah. <laughs> but they—they—it's funny that show. They—they they thought I was like telling jokes, and I and the whole audience would be laughing and like, "Ah, oh, you're so funny!" And I—I I was actually just being serious, so I don't know why. <laughs> Why they were laughing, but apparently anything I said, they just thought I was 
so funny, and I was just telling my story, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's great. It was like culture shock for them. Yeah, well, for me too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Josie, I saw you on a video clip of you playing with the Ventures doing Secret Agent Man. Yeah. And you are like just all decked out full leather. <laughs> what yeah. was that like? I mean, you sounded great doing that. And the more I thought about it, I thought a lot of your music, I can hear some of that. You have some of that Ventures kind of guitar sound on a lot throughout your whole career. Were you a, were you a fan yeah. of them? Well, um, you know, that was really my producer, Bobby Payne. He was a, he was like a rockabilly kind of guy and, and with a heavy kind of surf twang to it. Uh, going on i think that he was really influenced but yeah i i was totally uh you know ventures fan and uh in that whole thing um and i loved that but i also had a gun you forgot that yep you had the gun and it was it was really funny <laughs> what year what yeah. year was that that was like right when I, I uh that was right when i was recording my second record that was in 84 okay. or 5 and um yeah, I didn't get to rehearse with them, and um, and so that was like there's one a couple of notes I sing on there that I still like cringe. I I wish I could go back and you know I just change one note and I'd be so much happier. But I thought it looked pretty cute and and uh, you know it was a it was a actually a, a black leather motorcycle dress. Mm -hmm. But I wish I had kept hold of that one. That was really cute. <laughs> yeah it was so did I, I i think i heard somewhere that you actually you have the same outfit from the valley girl shoot too you kept Ooh, that that's the one that's <laughs> the outfit know, right there it's so funny um i was uh uh, uh Lindsay uh, uh parker she has a show on uh you know uh, sirius xm and um i was doing this interview and she's like the biggest valley girl fan she goes that's perk should be in the smithsonian institute <laughs> i was like what and <laughs> yeah. uh and uh, it was so funny because um, uh, somehow it it had gotten uh, someone had taken it out of the garage and hung it just that very day. It was hanging in my closet, right when she said that with with a matching purse that no one ever saw. But yeah, I I have that right in my my closet and um, wow. yeah, that's uh, the little vinyl uh, you know skirt. It was from the sixties. It was a it was a store in. LA called Cowboys and Poodles and they just had it was all brand I don't know they found warehouses <laughs> of stores that had gotten forgotten in the 60s or something and so I would I used a lot of their clothes cool cool so you you talked to earlier about you know how the go-go's and fear and stuff were you were you like going to like punk rock shows in those in the early 80s in LA and stuff well you know I uh, I mean I've described it in different interviews and stuff I'm pretty honest about it I I really just, I came out to be a songwriter. I really didn't come out to be a singer. And um, and yeah. um, I just um, kind of was not real. I wasn't real, you know, I wasn't a real hip girl. I, you know, I really didn't know. I just, I liked the name Dog Sweaters. I remember that band name. I went, oh, that's great, Dog Sweaters. <laughs> what a cool name. But I, I really wasn't... Uh, in, you know, really up on that. It wasn't a big thing in Dallas, Texas, where I'd, I'd come out of. And um, 
but my producers were way in that world and um and so they I got a pretty quick education uh and met all those people like just immediately and uh and you know it was it was inspiring i I loved all of them I really did i but it became uh, became awkward with the go gos because they you know they we're not in good terms, so whenever I'd run into them and I was with the Payne brothers and there'd be like, I don't know, it was just, I always felt bad because I, I didn't want to be, you know, estranged from them, but uh, I don't know, there was some bad blood between them. I've recently, I just became friends with uh, Belinda um, uh, just this last cool. summer, which was really great. It was wonderful. She was really classy lady and it was co- it was cool to finally have some peace in the in the world of the Go Go's and myself. That's right. awesome. So I got to ask you one yeah. quick question: Are the Pain Brothers are they in your band in the movie? Um, well, yes, uh, Larson. Uh, um, <laughs> okay, this was really funny. The um, uh, Bobby Payne was always my guitar player. He's the guy, you know. He was—he should have been a major star himself, and he—he is in the band. Um, I don't think in the movie um, uh, it was uh, Larson. He was—he um, kind of stood in on some of these TV shows we did. But I think that was Don Heffington, who was—he uh, was a big rockabilly drummer and a really uh, amazing musician. But why—why why did you think he was? They were both in the band. I'm just wondering who the keyboard player is, the guy, the blonde guy with the oh, oh, the, crazy oh, cool hair. Frank. Okay. Maybe Frank, yeah. Oh, yeah, he went on um, to be in this big, uh, uh, oh, my God. It's like, oh, God, he's going to kill me. It's, uh, it, was a, it was a big uh, kind of a metal band. Uh, he, was, uh, you know, he was just a total rock star always. JB. Yeah, he looked great. He looked great in the movie. He looked great on uh, Merv Griffin. And, yeah, I thought maybe oh, that know. was one of them. <laughs> No, oh no, 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 no. They were uh, they were much more uh, just rockabilly. They weren't like new wave guys, you know, at all. <laughs> they look like gunslingers. <laughs> the Payne brothers. I was. They were from New Jersey, like Trenton, New Jersey. And I go, why do you look like gunslingers? What's going on? <laughs> so, well, we're from New Jersey. I go, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josie, on the from the hip. Are certain characters on there? I mean, are those based on real life people? I mean, is there like a real Jimmy or Marianne or you know Gina? <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but J- Jimmy loves Marianne was a, was a cover. Uh, the guy who wrote uh, Brandy, you're a fine girl. That guy. He, yeah. He wrote. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was a cover, and uh, Gina. Uh, yeah, that was Bobby Payne wrote that song. That was about his uh, wife. Oh, wow. That was about Gina. Yeah, she was a rockabilly girl.
yeah, Brian Setzer sang that uh, song too. Uh, he covered that later on because they produced the uh, Brian Setzer also. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Your B girl, your B movie theme song thing. Yeah. That's being re-released. I always wondered, like, was that is that something you are you into those kind of movies? Was that your idea? Oh yeah. That was all Josie. That that's something that <laughs> I've been uh, like obsessed since I was uh, a little girl. I was always, you know, science fiction movies, crazy movies, exploitation. It was a thing for me, and um, and uh, I did No one else was watching them except me. But um, the, you know, in my house, which was just me and my mom, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so um, I just uh, was watching one of these, uh, you know, Godzilla versus Mothra movies, and there was this beautiful song, and it was so funny and so sad and so beautiful, and I went, oh, my God, someone should do a movie of theme songs from B-movies. And uh, my producer I was working at at the time, he goes, oh, that's a great idea. You should do that. And I said... There's so many like female characters in all these B movies. That's where all the really strong women were yeah. in the in the '60s. Like, uh, you know, and the, the, you know, they there was like there was some badass, you know, babes just going on and, and like killers, <laughs> man killers. <laughs> and I was, and um, and so I I thought that that's really great. That's why I called it Invasion of the B Girls, meaning women or girls who are in these B movies. And then, um, then I found out there's tons of things called B girls. There's all kinds of meanings for that, but I didn't know it. So yeah, <laughs> so I just started watching like tons of movies, like hundreds, <laughs> so many, so many horrible movies. But my criteria was it had to be like a really, a, a really bad movie and a but a great song. <laughs> that was my criteria. But I mean, <laughs> bad in like a in a weird like yeah. disturbing awkward way yeah. like where, where something is terribly wrong and uh couldn't just be like a you know a surf you know a surf movie or something with girls in bikinis it had to be like some killer you know like b who's you know who's actually a female scientist you know or something yeah. <laughs> something something horrible uh science fictiony was going to go on and so that was a, such a fun thing to watch them all and um i got to uh you know, connect with John Waters in, in this process. And even I even had a conversation with, uh, uh, um, you know, the producer of Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Oh, Russ Meyer? Yeah, Russ Myers, yeah. And they both threatened to sue me. It was really cool. <laughs> they were both going to sue me. It was awesome. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so so Geza X, you know, produced basically no synthesizers at all and uh, really tried to you know, stay pretty close to the insane lyrics and um, that was uh, going on in these movies. And that was really fun. And uh, there was one song that, um, um, I, you know, I, at the time, John Waters was putting Johnny New Queer on his record. He did a date with John Waters, Disturbing Love Songs of the Ages, and Johnny New <laughs> Queer was on it. And so cool. he, he uh, and, uh, and then I said, oh, it's so interesting because I'm I'm doing one of your songs, Female Trouble. It's uh it's one of the B movies because uh, it's an incredible song and um, it's a theme song from that movie. And he goes, Oh no, no, you can't do that. And um, uh, because no one else has done it, and if I let you do it, then anyone could do it. And I've sued so many drag queens 
and I don't want to sue you, but I will. And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we be, kind of became, you know, on a friendly terms. Uh, I had to re, it was already mastered. I had to re find another song, re record it. It was a whole big deal. And um, so I've just been waiting and waiting and waiting. And then finally, the Melvins recorded it. And uh, my manager said, well, you know, it's really like anyone can record it now because someone else did it. And he didn't sue them. And so uh, <laughs> we're putting it back. We're putting it on the record because it's a really great song. And it's and it's a really one of the great B-movies, um, you know, uh, that I saw. And, uh, you know, some of them become art. It's like, it's, I don't know, it's so bad. It's good. I like, I've lost all connection with what bad and good means anymore. It's like, it's so good, it's bad. It's so good, it's good, bad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so uh, we're re-releasing this record because, you know, I didn't properly get this release and it's really hard to find and um no one really heard this record unfortunately so i now i have actual real record people around me and they said well do you have another song you could put on it just um i said well god yeah i do i have this female trouble and <laughs> and um and so yeah, we're you know uh, putting on with this bonus track and and whatnot and um uh, with a new uh, cover, and we remastered it and all this stuff. So, cool. yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for people to hear it because there's such a B-movie culture, and none, nobody knows about it. Nobody knows that, um, you know, really cool, you know, they don't know these movies and the theme songs, and um, and I just kind of fell in love with, I mean, I've always been, but I I, I delved in so deep that I it's it's I'm actually now living in one of those movies all the time. <laughs> it just <laughs> followed me. <laughs> Walking around with like a switchblade and shit. Oh, yeah. I always have one with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, watched the, uh, I watched the video for Maneaters today. Oh, yeah. That's, that's pretty fun. Was that your idea? That's, that's a wild video. Yeah. Well, I mean, I worked with it. I had some ideas and uh, I worked with the director and he came up with the script. And when I picked my own girls, I picked those are all friends of mine and my, and my gang. And, uh, you know, and, you know, and in the movie, the girls were a little more skanky. I mean, I actually had on, a, you know, some pretty nice outfits. I had, put, I had to put a little glamour into it. I couldn't be that skanky, you know, but just <laughs> enough to, you know, <laughs> I had my girls do the killing. And, and uh, so, you know, that was really fun. I, I do love that video. Yeah, it's 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 fun. Yes. And I, I murder all those people, like I kill all those guys in the bar and, and then yep. I have the guy with the rope with the rope, you know, I'm gonna bury him and there's a yep. devil and I'm <laughs> and I'm so happy. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Hey what's up? This is Ray for it's Bob Rocky. You're listening to the Dummy Room. So, um, you know, you were relatively quiet for quite a while. It, you know, I don't remember hearing much about you other than watching Valley Girl and listening to your records. Um, yeah. But then last year, all of a sudden, it was like this uh, 
just a barrage of Josie Cotton all of a sudden. You had, you know, the new album and the, you know. After I I finished the second record and um, I, I kind of uh, got dropped by my label. And, mm-hmm. um, and, um, and so... Um, I just really, I just really wasn't happy in the corporate, you know, record world, and they didn't really understand me, and I, I, I just, just felt really uh, like a fish out of water. So I kind of went, I kind of explored different types of music. I, I did quite a few records that, you know, I would put out myself, but you know, no one, you know, heard very many of them, and. Um, and then I came out and I did a few records, um, and then I disappeared again. Like I, it's, I, I think I've disappeared three times, right, right after my second record. But I was, I was, I had a recording studio always. Uh, that was, you know, you know, that was incredible. I was writing and recording. I just didn't, I just didn't, couldn't bring myself to go out into the into that world. It was like, oh, you know, just like no, and so. Um, so I just kept kind of going in that direction, and I would come out and do a few, put a few records out, and I disappeared. And uh, and then this time, uh, I, I just uh, was just ready to, you know, just to really just do give it one last uh, hurrah. And um, I just I'm not done. I just and I feel like I just I just get better. I mean, is that horrible to say? I'm just getting no. better as a song as a songwriter and. In a conceptual kind of artist, I, um, you know, I, I don't know, I, I just don't think my race is done, and so I wanted to come back, and people were so wonderful and lovely, um, you know, to me and stuff, and I, I keep getting signs from the universe, just keep going, you know, like, you know, just like people just pointing down the road, just, just keep running, Josie, and I'm, that's what I'm doing, I'm just. I'm just getting as much out. I have so many records coming out and so much, so many artists I want to, you know, projects I want to do. And I have a this record label, you know, um, Kitten Robot Records now and uh, in our studio. And, you know, I'm, I'm just really, uh, I'm just really a happy person right now doing this. It's, it's, it's what I'm supposed to do. I finally figured it out, you know. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I was, I'm just super happy. You're so active that it seems like every other day there's, there's a post from you or, or something. And yeah, it's just, it's great. Cool. Well, I, you know, I, I, you all did want, you did some crazy show and he could be the one. And I did, <laughs> I have to say, I, I love the, uh, the parasite diet person. If he could be the one. Yeah, it's great. I thought that was awesome. We were playing that. And uh, you had so you had so much knowledge of all this obscure underground, cool music, and uh, I was actually a little nervous to come on here because you <laughs> there's so much knowledge there. I mean, you're like encyclopedias of weird shit. It's just really <laughs> it's uh, a true, it's a true thing. And but 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 uh, you know, music. I was I really wish I had known about. But you know, I like you know odd type music and. Um, and and all that, so um, you know, I was excited to do your show. I, I really enjoyed when I was when I was listening to it, and and then I know Mass, you know Mass, I met on uh, Facebook, yeah. and um, and he's such a cool dude, and he came to our studio and produced. Uh, he uh, he mixed uh, this album for uh, these incredible girls, the um, 
uh, this girl band, um, the uh, L.A. Um, La Machina. Oh, okay. Do you know oh, that okay. band? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. And they recorded with at my studio, and then he, he, he did the mixing, and then it was just all this funny connections between Mass and I. We were, we were just, our paths were almost crossed so many times, and and um including with screeching weasel and and all the stuff so yeah everything is just connecting in this in this funny way it's pretty cool for us because we both have been aware of you since we were probably you know pre-teens <laughs> so yeah. this is like a super <laughs> cool thing for us to finally get to talk to you it's really cool ah uh, well that's really nice i'm glad i uh, helped you through your, uh, your <laughs> puberty whatever <laughs> <laughs> Well, you really did, <laughs> like you and Apollonia. Not something I really want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, but... we'll move on. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I had asked you about this this Valley Girl um, game. Let's try it. D U M Y R O O M D U M Y R O O M. All right, Sweet Sixteen. Hey, bud, let's party. Sweet Sixteen. Well, then let's have fun, baby. Round one. First up is uh, the Plimsolls, Million Miles Away, versus uh, the Paolas with Eyes of a Stranger. Okay. For me, I no. would have to say Plimsolls. No, I would, I would, I would say Million mi- uh, Miles Away for sure. All day long. So that means that one yes. moves forward. You know, that's how it works. Yeah, we just kind of rapid forward. fire. We don't have to think about it that much or anything. Okay. Okay. The next one we have. Uh, this one's pretty easy. Josie Cotton <laughs> with Johnny. Are you queer versus the Sparks with Angst in My Pants? Obviously, Josie Cotton. I, I, I actually, I would have to vote for myself on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
Good job. Um, next up, this one's uh, this one's a little harder for me, but Men at Work uh, with Who Can It Be Now versus the Plimsolls Everywhere at Once. Ooh, that is a little tougher. What would you say, Josie? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not real big on either one of those so much. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, I'd say Men at Work. Okay, all right, let's do that. You want to go men at work? Let's do it. Uh, I go men at work as well because I actually, I love men at work and uh, we don't talk about them very much and I'll never get a chance to vote on a men at work song again. So um, okay. <laughs> next up is. Uh, I, did solid, I, did, I did solid gold with them. It was really funny. Really? <laughs> really? I didn't know you were on solid yeah. gold. Wow. What was that like? Yeah. How was that? So weird. The weirdest dancers in the history of dancing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Is that on YouTube somewhere? I'd like to see that. I do. I had that, yeah. Oh, I cool. sure do. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, um, The Flirts doing that jukebox song oh, versus yeah. the psychedelic furs, Love My Way. Ooh. Oh, psychedelic furs. Oh, Come yeah. <laughs> That's I think too I would have said The Flirts on that one. <laughs> really? I oh, man. Love, love My song. Way is classic. Well, it is, but I don't know. All right. That was a tough one, yeah. Yeah. Tony Basil doing Mickey, of course, versus the Sparks Eaten by the Monster of Love, which I I, I love that song. Yeah, I like the Sparks thing. I'd say Mickey. So, Nate, you have to break this tie. I go with Sparks. I go with the Sparks. Nothing against them. Yeah, I'm kind of going... I, I'm going with Spark. Okay. You guys are both uh, wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. she, 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 was, she was, I don't know, she was like a weird girl. I don't know. Yeah, I always loved that song when I was a little kid, though. I can't, I can't go against it. But anyways, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Okay. So this is the proof that this is not rigged. We have um, Modern English with Melt With You, one of the greatest songs ever written. Versus... Right. Josie doing, he could be the one. I would go with the the, the first one. Oh man, not me. I, I go with Josie on this one because I I absolutely love that song. Yeah, he could be the one is my is like my go to hit from you. I mean, I love John Are You okay, Queer, well you... but he could be the one is just superior to me. I don't know. <laughs> I, lo- I love okay, everything well, about that song. All right, well you all you all outvoted me on that one. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Um, okay, we got the Plimsolls' oldest story in the world versus Josie doing School's In. Ooh, School's In. I kind of love School's In. I do. Yeah, I mean, it's in the movie. We all grew up with it. It's super classic.
that's the one. Yeah, I go I go that too. Man, the Plimsoll, that song is really good though. Yeah. Ugh. Nothing yeah, nothing I against know, the Plimsolls. I, I love them too, but hey, can that be a tie? Can it be a tie? Nope. Uh nope. Josie no. for the win. <laughs> Josie for the win. Um Okay, so the last one in round one is gonna be the jam with Town Called Malice Ooh, versus Culture Club, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? Hmm. Okay, what are y'all saying? I go culture club on that one. I go I go the jam. Yeah. But when I yeah. think of the culture club song, I always hear the Violent Femmes version in my head. So maybe <laughs> Oh. I don't know. I'm still oh. gonna stick with that though. So you're gonna go with culture club? I think so. And the other one was who? The jam doing Town Called Malice. I don't really remember that song. I'm I'm I don't really remember that song. But you do remember. Sad, huh? I'm only, do you really want I'm only, Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that means it's a more memorable, better song. Yes. Boy George for the win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a common phrase. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Town Call Mouse kind of starts with this just drums and that heavy synth sound. Kind of sounds like, it always, to me, it always sounds like David Bowie, but um, I can't sing. I love the I love that title. Yeah. That's a nice title. It's hard for me. I, I might have to remove myself because I don't remember the song. As far as the title, I would go with Town, Town with Malice. But. Okay, there we go. All Winner. Right. All right. Josie's, Josie's boss here, so. <laughs> Round two. Okay, so <laughs> it's getting tough. Um. Round two, A Million Miles Away by the Plimsolls versus uh, Johnny, Are You Queer? Mm. What? <laughs> Josie, oh, I wow. hate to do this, but I have to go the million miles on that choice, on that matchup. You know, I, jeez. Wow. I love, I really love Million Miles Away. <laughs> it's such a great song. You can't song. do this. You can't make me kill my own <laughs> child. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> you can you can vote for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You can vote against yourself too. That's you've got two other songs in this in this contest here, so Yeah, that's why I don't feel yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean I I have to split my vote. I I, I can't I, I can't. <laughs> Sophie's choice. So if I say Plim Souls, what did you say, Nate? Maybe it'll make it to where Josie doesn't even have to vote if we both say million miles, then it, majority already takes it before she even had a chance. Um, I am going to, oh, she's right here too. I can't, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to vote for Plimsolls just because okay, it's, that's cool. it's the last Plimsolls song in here. So they're, and they're out of the competition if they're gone. So. To still yep. win this thing. I can't, okay, you know, I can't, I can't ever be on the show again now, but. See what you've done, Nate. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, what's, yeah, we, we are honesty. the only podcast. We're the only podcast I'm... ever vote out Johnny Are You Queer on a Valley Girl contest. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, it's fine. It's really fine. I love this. I love A Million Miles Away. I it's do. a really good song.
Next up, Men at Work. Uh, who can it be now versus Love My Way by the Psychedelic Furs. Furs. Love My Way. Yeah. Yeah. Furs for yep, the win. Definitely. Um, okay, then uh, Eaten by the Monster of Love versus uh, He Could Be the One. You know I got to stand up for Josie on this one. Me too. Yeah, I would say on I would say on this one he, he could be the one. Yeah. All day long. Okay. Um, and then we got the jam with Town Called Malice versus uh, Schools In. Mm, schools In. Oh man. shit! <laughs> bad. This schools is bad. Schools In. Game. Josie wins it. Josie <laughs> for the win. So that then it takes us yep. to round three right now. Then right. Yep. Round three. Only four left. Um, Plimsoll's Million Miles Away versus Love My Way by the Psychedelic Verse. Get out of here. Million Miles Away. Love My Way. Love My Way. Ooh, really? Yeah. I'm going Love My Way. Oh, you guys are crazy. It's a great song. It's great. Yes.
Okay, here we go. Um, he could be the one versus... This is Josie versus Josie. He could be the one versus School's in. He could be the one. I would say School's in. Ooh, Nate, you got to <laughs> tie this. I, no, I'm, this. I can't go against... He could be the one is the absolute winner there. Okay. It's one of the greatest <laughs> so, songs ever. So I lost and yep. won. I lost and won. <laughs> okay. There you go. Final round. Uh, so the final matchup is uh, Psychedelic Furs versus Josie Cotton. He could be the one. I'm oh. sticking to he could be I the mean, one. I'm riding it all the way out. Wow, y'all are intense. Uh, well, I mean, I, I would, I gotta go with the furs, honestly. Mm. Josie, that's fine. You can go with the furs, but I'm going with you. So Josie Cotton wins it. Josie Cotton for the win. <laughs> he could be the one. <laughs>
So am I. Feels great. Because <laughs> I won so, too. Yeah, everybody's a winner today. Everyone, yeah. It's good for us in these trying times, you know. So when you play yeah. live, Josie, today, like, how do you how do you choose your set list? Because there's a there's a lot of uh, different music. Yeah, I have I have a bunch of different records, and they're all slightly different. It's hard. It's a tricky thing. Um, I mean, like that's the only thing about you know changing your your style of music. Um, your audience is so disappointed, you know. Like, uh, you know, I think there's a, a way to do it. If I don't know, but I I didn't figure it out. So right now, I um, a lot of people know the B B Girl record, and a lot of people heard that um, Ukrainian cowboy thing, and. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and some of uh, some of some of the uh, Pussycat Babylon. A lot of people know that record. It's really tricky. It's so tricky. Um, I just I change it every time. I drive my band crazy because like for a long time I didn't I didn't do He Could Be the One. I was just like I'm not doing that song again. And I didn't sing it. And, um, and people go why why not you know and I and I can't I can't sing it again and now i'm singing it again and um you know so uh, i've i just basically compromised every you know stance i ever made on music <laughs> I'm, I'm i don't know i uh, it just it just depends on the audience and my mood and stuff and um uh there's so many um there's so many different ones i haven't even gotten to play that you know just um but uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I have to like, I think I have to do some kind of a, just one record at a time or something yeah. like some bands are doing now. And um, I'm very confused about, it, as you can see, and baffled by my own eclectic nature. Yeah. Well, when you do the '80s gigs, you could just go out and play the first two records, and people would lose their shit, right? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I I I do I do that with the '80s stuff. But I like to I, I like to throw in some you know a lot of those people love B movie culture so they yeah, love you know totally. some of those stuff and and uh, I, you know it's just it it gets to me just to do the eighty stuff and I feel I feel like a uh, I don't know I feel like a caricature of myself I I I need to feel like a real artist you know what time because I I've done a lot of things and. Uh, that I really love, and uh, so I, I have to throw it in there and just, just you know, because some of these people they never made new records again. And I'm doing all these '80s shows, and that's all they do. And I I have a whole catalog and and you know right. of of things, and uh, so I'm I'm a little I'm in a little different, you know, yeah. you know area of my life. So it's it's tricky. I'm um I, I just have no answers for you though, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lost. I, I'm just lost. The satellite floating through the universe. Right. I've never seen you live. Do you do you play guitar or like piano live or anything? Is it just singing? No, I play guitar. I do play guitar. Yeah, it's fun. It's a, it's it's fun for me to to do that and and rock out a little bit and oh, yeah. and um, and stuff. The the Tiki Oasis show is really fun because they. They wanted to hear all my kook, really kooky stuff, so that was uh, that's a, an ama- <laughs> it's it's all this tiki culture out here is crazy, and 
that was a really fun thing down in San Diego. And, and those people are go nuts. It's like a festival of days and everyone's dressed like they're in a bad surf movie. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Tiki culture. That's cool. Yeah. So Josie, yeah. is there any plans to maybe uh, bust out Turn It Around live, like with your band? Oh, well... Um, you could sing the whole thing. I mean, uh, yeah, people I wouldn't even be able to tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it would be fun. I, I'd totally hop on stage and sing it with Ben, you know? Oh, hell yeah, that'd be uh, awesome. <laughs> so, so Ben but, actually uh, told us that he wanted to go tour out the West Coast a little bit in the fall, if he could... So you would get on stage with him. Oh, that would be awesome to see. Yes, it would. Oh, that would be so fun. We could do Johnny the Queer, too. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's not listening, but I'll... Uh... <laughs> Maybe we'll Kelsey send him a little message. Yeah, to him, he, yeah. He's such a great... He's such a sweet guy, you know. I, um, I, I, I think he's a real gentleman and scholar and... Uh... <laughs> And a scientist, I think he's a no. He's not a scientist, but he's no. he's That's a super line. smart guy. It's very classy. Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, he's always real nice to us. So, and he doesn't need yeah. to be. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Well, yeah, yeah. Ben and and, uh, and Matt and uh, these are my new friends and you guys too now. Yeah. Cool. You got you had some uh, you had some concerts canceled because of the uh, of of uh, the world situation right now. But um, is there plans after that? I mean, late summer or something? I, I assume everything will be back up to normal. And I mean, I ho- I mean, I I can't really figure it out, you know. But um, yeah, there were so many concerts. It was really uh, I was doing like an East Coast tour and doing a whole. Whoa. I was playing the Greek theater and just a crazy, you know, bunch of stuff going on. And uh, I had to cancel two video shoots and and uh, all these. I'm re-releasing my whole catalog, um, you know, because no one heard those records because I was in charge of the record company. But um, so, um, yeah, so. Uh, so everything's I, being re-released? All your albums? Well, I, you know, in July, I get. I get the rights back to my first two records, which is like a miracle from uh, it's a miracle awesome. on ice. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, always uh, you know I always wondered why they never put those records on CDs, like <laughs> so that I could pay them back because they they went from vinyl to cassettes and they just did, but forgot to put it on CDs. So uh, I still owe them so <laughs> much money. <laughs> because no one could find them, and uh, so now I, I I actually get control of of that part of my life. That feels fantastic. And then I was gonna go over to Japan. They want you know have a gonna do a record over there. So I mean, there's so much incredible stuff going on, and and I I think if you disappear long enough, people you be, you become <laughs> like more famous than than you actually were. <laughs> like she's back, and like they have. They have fond memories. They don't remember how you know they they were to you when you were actually around or something. <laughs> it's working to my benefit, though. It's just good. It's great. So yeah, hopefully you know all yeah. this will clear up and everyone will go back to normal and you'll be out there on tour. I'd love to see you live. I've I've yet to see you live and uh, 
I don't know how often you get out to the Midwest. I'm in St. Louis, so. She just did the, uh, Josie, you did the, uh, you were in Minneapolis like a, a few months yeah. back. And you did the, I don't, yeah. I, they like showed the movie and then you played, performed after yeah. it or before it or how does that, did I, you talk I, about I, it and stuff? I, I performed after it and uh, I didn't, I, I really thought that was a weird way to do it. I wanted to perform and then leave because I've only seen that movie three times. And I was just really? like, no, please God, no, no. And, um, and so, but, uh, they, they showed the movie and I actually got, um, uh, E.G. Daly and, um, and my friends who, uh, were in the movie to like give a greeting to the audience. And, uh, it was like a Christmas greeting. It was around Christmas and, they went crazy, and it was all little kids. It was old people. It was rockers, and they were the best audience I swear I've ever had in my life. They were so wonderful, and I went out and um, and they really just wanted to have fun. Those people, they didn't want to hear my sad alienation songs. <laughs> they don't want it. They want to hear Josie Cotton like like woo, you know, new wave. And so I, I gave it to them. I just, I was, you know, and I was happy to do it because they were, they were so lovely. And um, so um, that was a great experience. It makes me want to go to the Midwest because those those people are desperate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, but they were the, the sweet and the innocence. I mean, it's so jaded out here in L.A. I mean, people are just like, yeah, yeah, what else you got? You know, like, Yeah. <laughs> You know, right. But I mean, they were just so, they were just so lovely and um, made me feel, you know, like, like my life had meaning like, for a second. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and they would go, you know, I waited 20 years to see you. I go, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very cute, you know, and um, and I would totally go back there and uh, New York and uh, we were going to do Chicago and, and, um, Ohio and uh, uh, Philadelphia. It was like a really neat little uh, road trip we were gonna do, and and uh, yeah. So we're just gonna have to wait and see. It's just it's yeah. uh, it's it's. Uh, I've watched so many science fiction movies, and finally, like I'm <laughs> I'm in one, and we all are. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> a it's a weird thing that you can't see it. It's like this invisible monster that. Uh, yeah. It's just the craziest thing. I don't know. Are you guys okay? Is that crazy there? It's I'm good. I mean, yeah. we're all good, but we've been locked up. I haven't went to work since the uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend. And uh, yeah, but it doesn't seem like anyone really cares. I mean, you can still go wherever you need to go and everything. Yeah, I think I would feel a lot better if if there was actually somebody. In charge, <laughs> like you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. a general, you know, some kind of general, just making stuff happen. I, uh, that was that seems. If we're in a war, let's have a a real general. <laughs> yeah, that's how I see it. Just somebody who can move things around quickly and make decisions. Uh, you know, so that's that's making it a little more hard for me to, you know. Be okay. If it would be, if it was one thing, if I, it was just you know, just the virus. But it's so, so much more than that. And yeah. so anyway, enough said about that. Yeah. 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 
It'd be nice if somebody else was driving this car. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. All right, Josie, we won't hold you up any longer. You've got better things to do, hopefully, than uh, hang out with us tonight. But um, it's been really fun. Like we're we're huge fans, and uh, and yeah, I I can't believe that this is happening. And um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. But thank you so much for hanging out tonight. Thank you. You guys are adorable. I really appreciate you having me. Thanks so much, Josie. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, talking with us tonight. And absolutely, you're welcome to come back anytime. Anytime, all the time. Okay, guys, <laughs> stay safe. You too, right. Josie. Thanks, Josie. Thanks so much. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Take care. D-U-M-M-Y-R-O-O-M. That's right. It's Haley from Haley and the Crushers, and you are hanging out in the dummy room. So there you go. Josie Cotton, what'd you think, man? <laughs> that was super cool to talk to Josie, <laughs> what about, dude. It's unbelievable that we're able to uh, to talk with Josie. I mean, we, we talk to, uh, you know, pop punk dudes, you know? Exactly. So she's definitely out of our our world. Um, but yet still, she's she's right there, you know? Yeah. So, so, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I can't believe that actually happened. I don't know. That's it. I don't know what else to say. Our episode 100 is uh, fucking great, man. Yes. 100 episodes, and we had a cool guest, and uh, even amongst all the crazy shit in the world, we're still doing cool things for ourselves and for the <laughs> listeners. You yeah. know what I mean? So we got that, man. That's about all I got right now. <laughs> yep. I've been locked up for too long. I'm starting to feel it. Yeah, I, I start to feel, uh, feel you losing... Uh, uh, some sort of a grasp on reality. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, man, we should call her quits. Not yeah. not forever, but just for tonight. You know? <laughs> yeah, we should episode, probably wrap this one up, dude. <laughs> episode one hundred, uh, a lot of fun, man. And uh, I guess it, you know, whatever. So we'll talk next week. We'll be around one hundred and one. One last thing to say: hundred episodes. Everyone who's listening, who made us uh, feel like we have an audience, thank you very much, dude. You know. Yep. I think I know what song you're going to play as the outro, so let's just <laughs> let's just do it. All right. Thanks for listening to the Dummy Room. Stay safe and healthy. And we'll meet you back here next week. Bye-bye, baby. So we're totally doing some detective work on this Jersey Cotton <laughs> rock and roll high school connect. Or Google it, Terry Soda. And fuck it. Okay. So now I'm into the... I'm looking at the credits for Valley Girl as they are getting ready to roll. And we're going to see if, her, if Josie's band is credited as... Like with the names, because I'm telling you, that's the chick from Rock and Roll High School. And the green Might top dancing around with the hot brunette and riff on the bleachers. Okay, damn it, I'm all thinking, and I missed the credits. I'm take this back. Okay, what a great film, dude. Which one? Valley. Valley Girl. Girl? Oh yeah. yeah. They're both great. Films, Are you looking man. at the credits to Rock and Roll High School? 
No, I'm. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I'm on IMDb. Well, I'm, I'm actually running the fucking film here. So we got oh, no, Randy, no. Julie, Lauren, Tommy, Fred, Stacy, Susie, Samantha, Beth, Brent, Sarah Richmond, Skip, prom teacher. Skip, Skip rules, dude. Friend at beach. Peggy, <laughs> club bouncer, club frisker, Lyle. Nothing about the band. Not even Josie mentioned. I guess they'll have that in the like music credits here in a second. But what the fuck? I'm telling you, that's her. Josie is the last person on the IMDb page. Really? Plimsolls. And then Josie. Yeah, that's weird. So it doesn't list her band, so it wouldn't list her there. Hmm. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm thinking that you still might be right, dude. I mean, it looks exactly like her. It does look a lot like her. The time I mean, is. Not, the time frame isn't. It's a couple years later. But why wouldn't she be hooked up with the like someone like Josie? I know. You know what I mean? You hooked up with the Ramones and the making of some crazy movie. <laughs> she probably is from, you know, out there. Hollywood nightclub scenes. Souls. So they're just giving the song credits and copyright information. No actual, like, the band was so-and-so. Yeah. No, no it just it, says Valley High Prom Scenes featuring Josie Cotton performing. You could be the one. Johnny, are you queer? School is in. All recordings of Josie Cotton courtesy of Electra. Asylum Records. Girls Like Me. That's the one where that blonde chick's bouncing around. It's hot. <laughs> Eyes of a Stranger Love My Way Angst in My Pants Jukebox Flirts Who You Guys Passed On And Shouldn't Have Of Course I Melt With You So There's Nothing Yeah No So I I'm Looking At know. This I Gotta Know It's Driving Me Crazy Terry Soda I'm Looking At Her on that one website I told you about, there's a, a worked with tab. Okay. And under that, it's 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 just people from rock and roll high school. You know, it's got all the Ramones listed and shit. Really? There's no there's no Josie Cotton or Nicolas Cage, but maybe maybe in that band, maybe she maybe that's like her. You know, maybe Terry Terry Soda doesn't sound like a real name to me. Right. So maybe she's a di- maybe that's her actress name. And when she, you know what I mean, like if yeah. she played in the band, it's she's just someone different. So I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. What I, if I we just Google? It, uh, is a girl in both <laughs> movies? That's the new mission for us, you know. We gotta find this out because I gotta figure know. out. Let's get her on the show. <laughs> yeah, like you're in rock and roll high school and you're a background singer for Josie Cotton's band in the heyday. It's pretty cool, but we don't know if her name's actually Terry Soda. That picture that came up kind of looked like her, but it looked like her later in the '80s or something, you know. I don't think we're gonna find it. I want to know. <sighs> 
Terry Soda images. Maybe there's other images of her that's not the one that we just saw. And maybe one of them will be her dancing around on that green top on Rock and Roll High School. But there's nothing. Yeah, it's just a bunch I, of soda cans and shit. Yeah. That soda's fucking up the algorithm, dude. And then there's the photo of her from the the one. Yep. And <laughs> I man, it, it it could be her though. That does that looks that like looks, her. Yeah, like her just as like a secretary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what um, her real name is. That's what we need to know. So let's do like what happens. Did 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 you try Terry Soda Valley Girl? I've been trying all kinds of combinations to no avail, dude. It's starting to get under my skin. I'm gonna have a new project tonight. Actually, no, I got way too much <laughs> editing to do. But I wish I could. Dude, you can out. get a lot of editing done by nine o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> Yeah, I can and and will. In fact, got nothing else to do with myself. Is uh, is Amber still working? Yeah. Good. So far, she doesn't want to, and I don't want her to either. Well, that's just it. I feel like you know, you know we're, the whole thing is you're supposed to keep your distance, not be at a restaurant, even if it's just people pulling up. They're still bringing their germs. Yeah, no, I hear you. I don't know. I don't know. I think they should have one of those like vacuum tubes, like the bank. Like stick it in the food <laughs> in there. It goes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like at the ATM. That would, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that I could probably understand a little bit. But when people are exchanging money, still, money's filthy. I mean, I'm. I don't know. I go buy shit at the gas station. Well, so do I, but. I've been trying not to because I feel real fucked up about it. And what's even crazier, do you feel that, like, I feel like when I'm done paying, I'm like, thank you for your service. You know, thanks for being here. It's yeah. Real, it's a weird time we're living in. So I stopped at the, the, the gas station by my office here, you know, before yeah. I came here. And there was a guy next to me in line. Fucking guy had a case of beer and three cartons of fucking ice cream. Like three, like the buckets, you know? Yeah. Three of those fuckers. And then so I, I leave and he, he comes out after me and he gets on a fucking scooter, like a, like a, what? not an electric scooter, one that you actually ride, like a little kid one. Oh, really? <laughs> and he's trying to balance all this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, you know? Wow. Like, I, how far can you possibly be going with three, you know, like things the, of the ice? gallon things? Yeah, the big ones. Holy like, dude, shit. those are heavy. You know, you get three of them together and a case of beer. Yeah. Like, that shit's going to melt. Yeah, how far are you going, dude? <laughs> oh, and man, he's probably like... I'm supposed be to be hoarding super- stuff. This guy's hoarding three gallons yeah. of ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to be in quarantine maybe for the weekend, so he's like, get ready. Like, Yeah. But that's I a lot of ice cream, dude. Three gallons of ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But impressive watching him uh, scoot away, balancing mm-hmm. three things of ice cream and a be- case of beer. So you're saying like one of those razor scooters or like like a like a Vespa kind of thing? Oh, like a razor scooter, like no shit, like like with his feet feet He's, power. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> Flintstone oh, scooter or something. <laughs> yeah, man, impressed. That's pretty. Yeah, nice. it's kind of a weird neighborhood though. So 
<laughs> Razor scooter, get three gallons of ice cream and a case of beer. No telling what else is in his pockets that you can't see. Yeah, something's in there, so. Got a fucking tube of lube and a fucking <laughs> big-ass cucumber. <laughs> That's what the ice cream's for. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Cold ride. He's going to uh, like shape his own uh, device out of cold ice cream and, and yeah. put it places that ice cream doesn't belong. It'll be soft enough when he gets home. He can just fucking fuck it. <laughs> He's gonna fuck a gallon of ice cream. <laughs> and then you stick it back in the freezer. It's got some fucking big hole in it. Yeah, and then it's just set for the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh my god. We better get out of here. Yeah, man.